Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Now joined by our baseball insider, Kevin Bohannon. Good afternoon, Kevin. Maybe he's inside a baseball. Maybe he is inside the baseball. Hmm. Um, okay, maybe we'll hear from Kevin in a moment. Let me check my phone to make sure that uh, that you didn't get a message, message overnight or something like that. He's probably getting except for that big game at uh, in North Little Rock tonight in that perfect condition with no clouds and the sun right. shining at that beautiful ballpark. Uh, Dickie Stevens Stadium. The game is actually scheduled to start at 6 o'clock, and so we'll join the broadcast at 5.30 tonight. And, hey, if you're not there, the only way you can figure out what's going on is by listening to the broadcast because there's no TV, there's no closed circuit, there's no picture. It's only it's only Phil tonight. Do we have Kevin now? How about hey now, Kevin? Ah, there he is. Hey, there we go. Yeah, we just wanted to make you sweat a little bit. There you go. Yeah, beautiful yeah. afternoon and evening for baseball. Isn't it? We had, a, had some good games yesterday. We're going to have some even more exciting games today around the state. And, uh, yeah, I will not be at Dickey Stevens Park tonight because we're taking my daughter to Baby Shark Live at Simmons Bank Arena. But I will be there in spirit. <laughs> Baby Shark Live. Okay. Uh, that's right. When, that's when you're a girl dad and she's two years old, uh, you take her to things like that and you get Dad of the Year awards. There okay. you go. Well, there great. you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's you. Uh, the old saying is, "You do what you got to do," and that's the, that's right. But I will be in Fayetteville this weekend for the Ole Miss series, so give and take. Now, I'm not even be, I'm not even going to start. But <laughs> if if you can, Kevin, between now and I guess Friday's the next time you're coming on. Right. Um, I want you to go on to the Athletic, and it's there today. This story, it says baseballs aren't flying as far, and home runs are down across MLB. Is it the ball itself? So I need someone who understands all this tech talk to be able to read this and decipher for me what it really is saying. Because, um, okay, let me just give you one example. One fact that sticks out in any ball-centered explanation is that MLB, according to its own memo, intended to change the bounciness of the ball. They wanted to center the ball with specific range for COR and CCOR, and the coefficient of restitution is a fancier way of saying bounciness. So I want you to... I want you to read all this stuff, and then on Friday, uh, you can kind of decipher for those of us who don't understand all this technical lingo. I'll I'll, I'll explain it right now. Okay. Yeah. So you, you, BB core bats—that's what they're talking about—the coefficient of restitution, how how bouncy, how springy those bats are. The same thing applies to baseballs. If you notice, if if you're ever around a high school field or a high school team. Their seams are a little bit more raised. And as you go up in level, college, minor league baseball, uh, major league baseball, the seams get lower and they're more tightly wound because you go from bats that are aluminum and at a younger age and then they get deader. That's the key word, dead. 
they deaden the bats out as you go up. And then you're playing with wood when you're in the professional ranks. So they have to find a good relationship between the bat and the baseball to make sure that guys that are hitting, you know, 110, 112 miles per hour off of an aluminum bat aren't hitting the major league baseballs. So they have to find that that good marriage between the both of them. Now, in the past, we've talked about juice baseballs and all of that. I don't think a 20-game sample size is good enough. 20-25 is a really good sample. Maybe if you get to the quarter, and I know we're almost there, quarter halfway mark and they still say they're down, go ahead. But pitchers are getting better. That's one reason. And it could be the baseball. It could be the ball. I was watching the Cardinals last night with the Mets, and that was a 2 to nothing. Well, it was a nothing-nothing game for seven innings. And yeah. they were talking about the Cardinals had just finished a series in Cincinnati. Cincinnati's got bad pitching. There was not one home run hit in that series. That's what <laughs> got them talking about the baseball. You know, you, you're yeah. kidding that you're, you're playing a team like that and there's not one home run. And they talk about balls that are dying at the warning track. So I don't know if there's anything to it or not. You're right. It's too early a sample. The weather's not hot yet. That can change things. Yeah, that's big but, time. Yeah, but there, there are there, there is discussion going on about it. And there's yeah. also a segment in this huge segment about the humidor and how it's affecting the baseball. <laughs> yeah, and I got oh, dizzy when I started yeah. reading about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's yeah, stretching it. It is. I, I didn't. I don't get that one. <laughs> Let's talk to Chuck. Well, Chuck said I'm tired of the baseball talk. So, all right, Kevin, update us what's going on in the high school baseball diamond. The 6A West is kooky, guys. The 6A West has lost its mind outside of the top two teams in Rogers and Harbor. Rogers did beat the Wildcats last night, two to one. That gives them a share of the 6A West title at 11 and 0. Harbor is now eight and three, but the rest of the conference is separated by two games. Southside, they're five and five. Bentonville four and seven. Springdale four and seven. Heritage four and seven. Fayetteville four and seven. And Bentonville West down there at the bottom, three and eight. So <laughs> every team is alive for the playoffs in the 6A West. And then the, the 6A Central, it's even crazier, but it's at the top this time. Catholic behind a sterling mound performance by Lucas Greer. They shut out Cabot last night four to nothing. The Rockets are on a four-game winning streak, 16-5 and five overall, 8-2 and two in conference play. They're tied with Cabot and Conway at 8-2. and two. North Little Rock, 6-4. Those are the top four teams. And look out, Randy. Bryant sitting there at 4-6. and six. They're sitting there at the five seed right now. If the if you were to start the playoffs today, Bryant would draw Bentonville in the first round. That would be one heck of a matchup. Uh, the rest of the state, not many games were played yesterday. Uh, El Dorado still holds a two-game lead in the 5A South. One series that you want to look out for if you're in central Arkansas, especially on the north side of the river, Sylvan Hills and Benton are doing battle starting at 4.30 today uh, over at, uh, at Sylvan Hills. So get out there. They're playing a doubleheader tonight. The winner of that game uh, will be tied, or the winner of the series tonight will be the second seed or potentially tied with Little Rock Christian for first place in the 5A Central. Hmm. And uh, I'm guessing Mother Nature is going to let a lot of baseball be played because as we speak in both softball and baseball, you've got district play that has begun, what, Class 4A down to Class 1A. Yeah, that's right, Randy. And thank goodness the weather, it looks like we're going to have a good six or seven days 
of whether where we can play baseball and softball because it's been a, re- a wet a wet spring so far. Have coaches that have only played 18 of their 26 games. Some teams have doubled up, like we talked about it on Friday. But I, I was asked the question yesterday: Which team in which classification of our Scorebook Live Super Seven poll is the safest right now? And you look at somebody like Westside Grizz Ferry, who beat Norfolk 15 to nothing last Friday. They're sitting on top of Class 1A right now. They're sitting on top of their conference. They're really safe. But you got to look at Class 3A, Randy. The Harding Academy Wildcats, I know we've talked about them, but they're on a 17-game winning streak. They're 21-3. Yes, Camden Harmony Grove is 22-2 right behind them. And Walnut Ridge and Ashdown, and you could go through the list. But there's just the machine up there in Searcy. And, you know, as we mentioned the other day, Coach Shane Fullerton got his 500th win, and we want to congratulate him. The, the Wildcats are just sitting on a course right now, and they're going to be really tough to beat. Uh, looking at Class 4A, Valley View and Brooklyn, they're the one and number two teams in our Super 7 Class 4A poll. They're doing battle today. Uh, coming into today, Valley View had a one-game lead over Brooklyn. Brooklyn has been playing really well of late. They beat Jonesboro last Friday 10-6. to If they could pull the upset today, Brooklyn would be our top-ranked team going into regional play. Valley View looking to hold on to that and go wire to wire. And then looking at Class 5A, Randy, a lot of the same teams that we've mentioned before, Van Buren, Jonesboro, El Dorado, they're sitting at top right now. Greenbrier's on a seven-game winning streak. Little Rock Christian's playing well. Marion's getting healthy at the right time. They've quietly put together a 20-5 and record on the year. So uh, a lot of teams that are playing for state playoff and anything can happen in these regional tournaments. You had in softball last night, you had a three win team that had won one conference game, win the, win a game and get to the second round and get a shot at regionals today. Hmm. Now is the, is the format set up the same as it is in basketball where in district play, you could be the conference champion. But if you lost that first round game, your season is done. Is it the same way in baseball? No, they do it. Yeah, they do it a little bit different in baseball. If you've gone through the rigors of winning your district during the year or conference, those are two interchangeable words. Don't want to confuse the listeners. You get a bye to the semifinals. So the top four teams out of each conference get to go to regional. They give the one and two seeds a bye to that semifinal round. So there's a stair-step bracket. And the way that's set up is you got one and two have byes to the semis. The three and four seeds third and fourth place teams are right behind them. So they'll have play-in games that keep playing with them. If you have eight or nine teams in a conference, you may have to win five games to win it all if you're the eight or nine seed. All right, hang on, Kevin. We need to break down tonight's UCA Arkansas game when we return. That is Kevin Bohannon, our baseball insider. Along with Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue. I heard someone pause. Rick Schaefer along with uh, Kevin Gohan, our, our baseball <laughs> insider. I'm Randy Rainwater. Hey, All before right, Kevin, he gets let's... to the game tonight, before he gets okay. to the game tonight, Major League Baseball on its own website, Major League Baseball, has, upset it, has updated the top 150 prospects in the draft, and they've put them in order. How many, you guys, how many Razorbacks you think are on there? Four. Top 150. Four. Okay, who do you think they are? 
Battles, Paulette, Moore, and Wallace. Battles is not. Peyton Paulette is still the highest-ranked. Well, I say still. He's moved into the highest-ranked Razorback possibility for a draft, even though he's missing the season. He's ranked number 30. Caden Wallace is 38. And Robert Moore is 92. So, obviously, Robert Moore has fallen considerably with the year he's having. Although yeah. 92 would still put him – do they still have a sandwich round? If they do, they do. He, yeah, he they have be, to they, rounds. Then he could be late second round uh, in that draft, and, and you would assume he would go. But that was really interesting. No, Battles wasn't on there. Now, you could look at that, Kevin. I don't know who all the signees are because they're, they're top, their top four in the draft are all high school players. And so um, <laughs> they're really good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I know Arkansas didn't sign any of those guys, but yeah. um, but you'd look at that top fifty. You could tell us if there are any uh, Razorback signees involved. Now in you could maybe look at that and tell us Friday night. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, very good. Okay, Randy, take it away. I just I just looked at that and thought that was kind of interesting. Oh, I don't mind being interrupted. I mean, that's okay. <laughs> I, I really don't mind being interrupted. Well, it was for um, pertinent information. It wasn't for nothing. <laughs> All right, this from our Asher Record Service Company Life in Feedback. Adam says, Kevin, will they release the high school football schedule, and how do you see the conference realignments this upcoming season? I think that would take the rest of the afternoon, would it not? Yeah, it would. Yeah, you've got a lot of teams that are going to be playing different. Uh, of course, with the new rule of uh, the, the private schools and the – equity balance or whatever they call it, competitive balance, uh, it's going to level out a lot of things. You're going to have a really, really tough 5A where you got Pulaski Academy, uh, Park. Sounds like a uh, overmodulation there, huh, Randy? He kind of disappeared on us. Pulaski Academy and was it Parkview? Yeah, okay. And my back. Yeah, you're back. You're okay, back. you said Pulaski Academy, okay, and then you started to say, was it Parkview was next? Yeah, yeah Parkview. Parkview's, okay. Parkview's uh, moving back to uh, Class 5A, I believe, so uh, or Class 6A, excuse me. And you're going to have teams in different landscapes all around the state, so you're going to have new state champions in different classifications, Shallow Christian moving up. It's going to be a, a really good football season because you're going to see some matchups that you've been wanting to see for the last few years. Okay. There you go, Adam. Hopefully that answered your question. Now, we'll Kevin, get some more detail out to you, Adam. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's now talk about UCA, Arkansas. Now, some could argue that you would think Arkansas has a lot of uh, motivation tonight going into this game with UCA, if nothing else, to put the bad taste out of their mouth concerning what happened uh, over the weekend down at College Station. Yet you listen to the players, such as it was with Caden Wallace. They've already moved on. So, yeah. uh, is that really the case, Kevin? Can those guys just turn that page and not use that as motivation for tonight against UCA? You know, it's like we've talked about on here before. And we've talked about it with Caden. They're they're going about their business, and they they're focusing on the next opponent. They can't get two up or two down. They got to stay pretty even keel. And there's gonna there's a homecoming for a lot of these kids tonight. Uh, Will McIntyre being one of them that's going to get to pitch in front of a lot of hometown folks coming up from Bryant. So uh, they're looking at it as a trip. And Coach Van Horn coming off a long road trip. Then you got to go to East. Then you got to come to North Little Rock. So th- there's that uh, thing that these guys may be a little tired, but 
they're going to say the right things and they're, they're going about their a professional way because that's what they're getting ready for is professional baseball. You, you prepare like you're going prepare for the job you want, not the job you have. So that that's a lot of what goes into that program. And then you got guys at UCA that are playing really well. They've, they're 12 and six in the A-Sun right now. They've won six straight series. Tyler Cleveland, the Sheridan product, he won't pitch tonight. He's their Friday night guy. He's four and two with a 3-2-4 ERA. Hunter Hicks from Sheridan, been tearing the cover off the ball lately. He's up to 42 RBIs. He's hitting 351, hit eight home runs on the year. He hit two in Sunday's win. Connor Emmett's got 10 home runs. So this is a UCA team that's raised their batting average up to 261 on the year. They've doubled their home run output since the last time Arkansas played them. So expect UCA and Coach Harlan to come in here with a little bit of edge tonight and play a really good game. Arkansas, they, and it's funny because if you look at social media and you look, talk to a lot of people, the sky's falling. This is still a top five team that if you extrapolate out, they're winning 78% of their games right now. Based on a 63-game season, where they that's where they ended last year, they'd end up 49-14 and 14 if, they, if they kept winning 78% of their games. That's one game behind last year. Are they doing it the same way? No, because it's a different team. So you're going to see more – I hope we see more situational hitting, better at bats, and guys that throw in strikes. The pitching staff this weekend walked way too many guys, and it got them in trouble, got them down early on Sunday, and they had to fight back. The good thing is they did fight back. They got within one run and had a chance to take the lead in the top of the eighth with runners on second and third and no outs. So there's a lot to look forward to tonight for both teams. I would think one point of emphasis, Kevin, because it seems like in the two games that Arkansas dropped uh, at College Station, they mean the Razorbacks were up in critical situations with runners in scoring position and failed to advance the runner even a base. And I think it's critical that they work on cutting down on the strikeouts and emphasize about putting the ball in play because I know some thought maybe even on Sunday uh, Arkansas may have gone to the squeeze at least once, if not twice. Well, I don't know if you're going to squeeze with Brady Slavens. You're not, uh, yeah. uh, Nevertheless, uh, my point is they've got to cut down on the strikeouts. I I know you don't want to see a double play ball, but at the same time, at least if you hit the ball on the ground, you you got to make the other team try to field it rather than the ball in the catcher's mitt, and your only hope is that it's wild enough that the catcher can't catch it, and you maybe could advance to first base, but uh, that likelihood is not often happening. So, uh, again, I, I just think it's there, there's some things Arkansas certainly could hone in on tonight to work yeah. on. And, oh, by the way, uh, one other uh, individual you left out talking about UCA red hot, Tanner Leonard had a yeah. monster weekend. And uh, was very instrumental, the redshirt freshman from Searcy. i got to add in redshirt freshman from Searcy. But uh, very instrumental in the success that uh, UCA has been enjoying as of late. Yeah, Tanner, Tanner's just an athlete. And we saw it at Searcy. He was a 1,000-yard receiver in football. And he, he kind of came on the scene later than a, a lot of other kids in that 2020 class. But he was just as athletic and has the baseball skills to get out there and get it done. He's a really good infielder, really good second baseman. 
So he's going to get out there and give it his all tonight and try to put one in the cheap seats. Absolutely. All right, Kevin, enjoy your concert tonight, by the Thanks, way. Thanks, guys. <laughs> that is Kevin Bohannon, our baseball insider. 